Hello, Spotlight friends. Welcome to another episode of Ave Spotlight. Um, today, I get to um, have the privilege of um, being with a new friend, Father Leo, and I'm so excited um, to be with you and talk all about two of my favorite things, food and the Catholic principle of solidarity. So for those that have been with us for the past month, we have been doing our Compassion in Action series, talking about a different principle of Catholic social teaching um, every other week. And so today we are talking about solidarity. And solidarity is how we recognize um, others as our brothers and sisters and actively work for their good. So we can do that in many ways, um, many ways that a lot of us combat racism, prejudice, et cetera. And um, one of the most probably filling and dynamic ways that I believe that Father Leo does this is from food and building community. So I'm so excited to have you here. Father Leo, thank you so much for being with us. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I would love for those that are listening to just, you know, learn a little bit about you. Can you, would you mind sharing a little about yourself? That's my pleasure. So I'm a Catholic priest ordained in 1999. So it's, as the young people would say, it's been a minute. And most of my priesthood has been centered around the movement to bring families and communities back around the dinner table. It's called Plating Grace. Dot com. It's an outreach, like I said, to tap into a theology of food. And what it looks like practically is that I have two shows. One is a TV show on an international network called Savoring Our Faith on EWTN. The other is just one that was launched last week and beginning of August. It's the Father Leo show where we are dishing out faith, culture, and commentary. So it's a talk show. I've authored uh, several books some of which have recipes, including the newest one called Dining with the Saints. And then I travel around the country and even around the world, leading not only religious pilgrimages, but faith and food tours. I give lectures and I'm keynote speaker for many different organizations. And now I'm glad to be sharing this message with you. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, thank you so much again. And also, when do you sleep? I didn't hear a nap, like any point. In on that. a plane. As I, <laughs> okay. On a plane ride. For as okay. much as I travel, that's when I do it. Gotcha. I was like, man, you must not have a lot of time to rest. Well, Father, I would love to hear just about what inspired you to start cooking. It seems like a lot of your life revolves around food, which sounds like a blessed life to me. And so like, what inspired you to, you know, to start doing that? Well, I forgot one other thing, I beg your pardon. And this is probably the thing that you'd be most interested in. And it's uh, that I am actually a food truck operator as well. Love that. And uh, I hire people coming out of prison systems or out of challenging backgrounds or situations. And we not only serve award-winning food, but we also serve obviously the poor. Uh, and so it's a way to build community. And I think to answer your question, I started cooking because you kind of have to eat. You don't eat, you die, right? And so yeah. it's a basic human reality. But in all of God's creation, only humans cook. No one else, nothing else cooks but humans do. And so when I was in seminary, I tapped into a little bit more of a spirituality of cuisine. I studied in Italy. I already had a food background, but even when I was in seminary, I took to taking courses and learning from anyone who would be willing to teach. And when I uh, went back to America to serve in parishes, I realized that food was the easiest ways 
to touch people's hearts and minds by going mm. through their stomach. It was easy to build community. It was easy to change a person's mind because you change the direction of the conversation. And then over the years, other people heard about it. They wanted to learn more. So articles were written. They asked me to consider writing a book. It became like a little YouTube thing. Back in the day, it went viral. And then uh, the big break came about in 2009 when Iron Chef Bobby Flay challenged me to a a throwdown, a cooking competition, and I won. And oh that kind gosh. of set the storm. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Well, you are quite accomplished. Oh my gosh. And um, I absolutely love that. And I and I love your heart for people. It really shows through a lot of the things that you're involved in and a lot of what you put out. Most people, most people. <laughs> you should see me in you should see me in traffic. I li- I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah. Or at the airport when people are acting mental, or when when you're at a restaurant or at a checking into a hotel and and you just get bad service. Ah. And and you know, if I were to bring it back to the church, I think that's why people just are turned off by the church is that they Mm. don't think that we are actually good at hospitality. Mm. So if we want to build solidarity, it begins with being hospitable, even if I'm completely in disagreement with people and believe me. There are a lot of people who I don't like, nor mm. do I like their opinions. Mm. But are we willing to eat together? Because there is a side to the world that they claim to be very open-minded, but they mm. are quick to cancel. Mm. As soon as they realize you might disagree with them, the cancel culture is real also in the Catholic Church. Mm. Um, and that's on both sides of the altar rail. Yeah. So we've got to do a better job of learning how to be hospitable to each other. Yeah. Father. I would love to hear from you. Like, what does hospitality mean? Like, what does that mean to you? Well, if we are to look at its kind of etymological understanding, it means both host and guest at Mm. the same time. It's a place where these two things come together and service becomes the language. But hospitality is also a place of healing. That's why we have hospitals. It's where people are hopefully cured and healed. These days, I'm not quite sure what the medical industries are doing. Mm. They're not healing people. They're contributing to confusion and thinking that surgeries or pills um, will heal the mind. And it doesn't. We've got to heal the mind as well as the soul. And so that's what hospitality does. It doesn't cater to the lowest form of healing, but digs deep into what people are truly craving which is a desire to be known and loved and heard and seen, Mm. but we don't really give that time. So now it's just big pharma or expensive, this, that, and the other. And we have to remember that the original healthcare was good food. Yeah. (laughs) Before we had all of these other things, we just had good food, but good food served within a loving community. Mm. So all of those things encompass hospitality. I know I got deep quick, but no. that's only because a lot of people like to I'm just kind of stay on the, uh, you know, like, Hey, what's your favorite food? Like, <laughs> You're like I, you know, hot pockets. I don't know. No, that's the Eucharist. It's the Eucharist. Oh, it's that's Eucharist. a way better answer. No, I love that. And, and I'm, I'm curious. So earlier you shared, and and thank you for getting deep. I'm super into that. Earlier you shared that you employ, you know, people that might come from, you know, 
challenging situations or be released from the prison system, Correct. you employ them at your food truck. And I'm wondering like how, because, you know, solidarity really implores us to, you know, connect with our brothers and sisters that might not have a similar lifestyle to us, right? And for those of us that haven't been in the prison system, I think that's a very drastic lifestyle shift. Obviously, we don't live in the same way. But how can we connect with our brothers and sisters that might be living in ways where they might not, where they might have certain challenges? Like, how did you find that those connections and opportunities for jobs can create a sense of solidarity? Well, the Catholic Church is truly a body, the, bo- the body of Christ. And there we have ministries all over the place. And for example, St. Vincent de Paul has things that are connected to working with people who are in prison. And some of them develop a good enough relationship where they feel safe that they can talk to people when they leave prison. Mm. And that's kind of how it started. You know, I just started letting people know I was looking. A priest put me in touch with someone. That someone had just come out of prison and had made friends with a guy who was wanting to be involved in the culinary world. And and now he's the executive chef. I hired him. I was his first employer after he left prison. And he is my first and one of my very few success stories. I've, I'm a small kind of operation here. You know, I've only yeah. been able to work with about 15-ish people. And you know, half of them are semi-success stories. The other half I don't know if it was my failure or theirs, but it just didn't work out. It is definitely not an easy thing to do. But thankfully, again, we have the support of the church. And so if you let it be known to each other and most importantly to God, God puts those right people in the right place, including even working with a great chef who worked for this government agency. And it was kind of like a second start Hmm. situation in teaching culinary. And she became one of my lead chefs on the food truck and bringing a whole bunch of people on. So, you know, we got to remember that we are a family. We don't have to start from scratch. The church has been doing this for years Hmm. since Jesus started it. So, (laughs) so we just have to follow his lead. Yeah. Wow. Always pointing back to the source. I love that. And I wish we had so much time. You have so much life experience. But for my last question for you, so I'm like a single person, right? And I want to find community. I'm a young adult. I want to find community. Maybe I'm older. I want to find community. I want to make friends. A lot of people say you can find and foster community sitting around a dinner table, invite people over for a meal, spend some time together, talk, share good food. What is the best way to do that? Like. Should we all just buy McDonald's and sit together? Or like, is there a process that you've seen from like cooking together or sitting together or having a theme? Or how would you encourage people to kind of spend time and foster community around food? Actually, that's probably one of the most um, well-phrased questions that I've heard. And I've been interviewed a lot. Hmm. People don't know how to eat together anymore. I mean, at this core, that's what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And especially in an incredibly disassociated world where people have more relationship with technology than they have with their own family members. Mm -hmm. What I have found that works best is not to force it, but to create organic communities. And the way that I've seen it happen best is on a pilgrimage Mm -hmm. where there's a group of people who have at least something in common. They're all searching for God. And yes, on my pilgrimages, it's always faith, food, friendship, family, and my other favorite F word, which is fun, right? And so 
after that first day, they all come off that plane. They're on a bus. I immediately start with faithful fun. Mm. We break the ice. By that first dinner, they're all sitting around and having a good time. And, you know, they're jet lagged, but they're staying up and they're talking. They can't wait for tomorrow to have breakfast with those people. Mm. You see, if you were just to simply say, hey, would you like to have dinner with me? Honestly, people would be like, why? What's wrong with you? Yeah. You know, yeah. When I first moved into where I live now, I invited my neighbors around. I had to let them know I just wanted to have a little housewarming get together with all the people. And, and it says, and by the way, I'm a professional chef. That's the only reason why they came. And they all said it. They didn't care about the fact that I just wanted to get to know my neighbors. Mm. They just knew that food was integral to this little gathering. And so I think that if you force the relationship, people are just going to think you're creepy. But if you show up at a place where there is already an inherent connection, which is faith and the search, a pilgrimage. And that's why, you know, I'm glad that we're talking because I am going to be organizing with um, select international tours, um, a very specific young professionals pilgrimage where other young adults can come together and literally just hang out, do all the cool things that you see everybody do on TikTok and Instagram, selfies galore, very bougie, wine tasting, so you got to be <laughs> old enough for that. And then you also have to be willing to say, I'm also willing to go deeper into my faith and to feed mm. the hunger of my soul. And not everyone can lead such a pilgrimage, but I know that having done these things for so many years, it works. And so what I recommend for you, go on a pilgrimage. Mm, wow, that's really good advice. And it's eye-opening to spend time with people and really just kind of let those walls down. Because after that time, like you were saying, when the people get off the plane, they're like, you know what? Okay. Your walls are already down. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you all out right. Of your environment, you are in <laughs> a totally different world. You depend on me to actually order for you. And you know, with me, it's going to be darn good food with beautifully paired <laughs> wines. So that's what I think. Honestly, it's it's that level of hospitality. You need to be shown hospitality before you can mm. offer hospitality. Wow. Oh my gosh. Wow. Solidarity is accompanied by hospitality. I absolutely love that. And Father, where can we find more about what you're doing, more about the pilgrimage? Um, and where can we follow you? Just go to platinggrace.com. Plating is the chef word for presentation. So we're presenting with a plate, platinggrace.com. You'll see everything there. And then, you know, there's like little buttons for going on the pilgrimage. Watch the Father Leo show. Subscribe to it on YouTube. It's free. So all of the resources, it's all there at platinggrace.com. Awesome. We'll make sure to put that in our show notes so people can check that out. At the end of every episode, we ask each guest about something that has given them hope in the recent past or is they're looking forward to will give them hope in the future. Um, and so if you'd like for me to go first, I can go. Or if you're ready, you can go. go. For it. How are yeah. you feeling? Go for it. Okay. Something that has given me hope. I am actually a coordinator for two routes of the National Eucharistic Pilgrimage that's happening next summer in the United States. And so I have had the opportunity to talk with a bunch of dioceses about young adults walking through their diocese for two months. And it's been really hopeful and awesome to have 
all of these dioceses that are excited to host all these young people. So that has been mine. It's been hard work, but it's been good work. So Well, mine is actually uniquely, so I'm just going to end with two things that'll kind of speak to your question. Uh, the first is that I, I had a hire last year and I didn't know if she was going to work out just because the food truck is such a demanding, such a demanding. Mm. And the, the company that we keep is always challenging as well. But she has proven to be a warrior. And I am just, I have so much trust in her that she, I hired her and um, and promoted her to assistant manager. And she's just been tickled pink because she's proven great effort. The second thing is that I'm actually going to be talking with that coordinator, Will Peterson, for the whole procession, because there's possibly the opportunity that I will be meeting groups at least halfway or at some point and having a praise festival and cooking a meal for those pilgrims. So, you know, we might actually meet in person. Oh, that's amazing. Will is my boss. So that is <laughs> so that is cool news. Well, awesome. Well, I'm excited to meet you in person, hopefully. And uh, and we thank you again so much for being with us today. And I hope that this um, can really inspire everybody, you know, to see how Catholic social teaching can be applicable in your regular life. Just go out and cook a meal or spend some time with somebody that you might want to get to know. So thank you so much, Father. Thanks and God bless to you. Thank you guys for listening and thank you so much to Father Leo for being our guest. We hope that this inspired you to live out the principle of solidarity in a way that's accessible to you. And it can be just as easy as sharing a good meal with some people that you may know or may not know. So I hope that you had a chance to sit down at the dining table and make some new friends. I'll be praying for you. Please pray for me. I look forward to talking with you guys again soon. God bless.